everyone thank you so much for joining us for our zealous online experience my name is ninat salve i'm the lead pastor at zealous pune uh it's been such a great honor and a privilege to bring these online gatherings to you wherever you are tuning in from we are so thankful that you are spending your sunday evening with us for the last few days or the last few weeks has been so challenging so different for all of us you know it's been just a week where our prime minister had announced the first ever lockdown last sunday was our first ever lockdown and uh i i was just sitting in one of the uh, at one of the spots in my house and i could sense the stillness and and the calm and the quietness that was there all throughout the day so much so that the 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 distinctive uh, chirping of the birds was so evident i'm sure you would have heard that wherever you were and and it's so crazy that uh, you know uh, of all the things you could hear the 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 sounds of the birds and uh, I, while i was listening to that i i felt god really impress this this particular passage of the uh, of the bible in my heart and uh, i want to set this up uh, the for the next couple of weeks we're going to be talking about two things we're going to be talking about crisis and we're going to be talking about caves there there are a couple of uh, uh, the stories in the bible that talks about individuals having cave experiences so my talk for the next few weeks uh, is is titled crisis and caves can you say that along with me or feel free to type it in the chat window crisis and caves today uh we're going to be talking about one particular incident that took place in the bible where where the response or the the when crisis hit situation the response was looking out or scattering or or just hoping for a place of refuge you know i i read this i read this thought i read this uh statement by the way somewhere whenever we become occupied with our problems rather than with god it creates a terrible distortion in our lives i don't know if you if you have if you have found that you know the 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 entire country is in a state of panic right now with what's happening the entire world is in a state of panic with what's happening right now in fact you know uh with with this new um timeline with this new schedule that you and me are following we we get so caught up with the mundane routines of life that we set ourselves up for frustration and burnouts And I want to talk to you about a character uh, in the Bible called Elijah who was hit with a with a severe crisis and and he resorted he he thought it's best that he ran off to a cave. Like I said my talk is called Crisis in Caves and just to give you a quick background about Elijah before we uh, uh, dive into our main text. Elijah was a prophet who was anointed by God. You know he challenges uh, he he's got he's on his amazing assignment where he where he challenges the false worshipers and and defeats them in a miraculous event at Mount Carmel. Uh you know when this happens the the king and and his wife who 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 were reigning and uh, during that time are not pleased at all. His wife is not pleased with this and he and she wants to kill elijah she she threatens him he's elijah's on the run for his life he abandons his assignment his position and his people and he's just on the run that's just a quick snippet of 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 
entire first kings uh, chapter 17 18 what happens and then we come to this particular passage in first kings chapter 19 which we will be reading from in a few minutes where elijah is on the run now crisis situation when when it hits us all of us there's a natural in- instinct in us to look for a place of refuge right there's a natural instinct and 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 a and a hope that we want to come to a place of refuge well let's look at what elijah does elijah not only abandons his assignment he wants to distance himself from everyone he he wants to he wants to run away from everyone because that's how scared he is and let's read from first kings chapter 19 verses 7 onwards and we are reading the the NIV version the angel of the lord came back a second time and touched him and said get up and eat for the journey is too much for you so he got up and ate and drank strengthened by that food he traveled 40 days and 40 nights until he reached horeb the mountain of god then he went into a cave and spent the night and the word of the lord came to him what are you doing here elijah he replied i have been very zealous for the lord god almighty the israelites have rejected your covenant torn down your altars and put your prophets to death with the sword i am the only one left and now they are trying to kill me too the lord said go out and stand on the mountain in the presence of the lord for the lord is about to pass by then a great and a powerful wind tore the mountains apart and shattered the rocks before the lord but the lord was not in the wind after the wind there was an earthquake but the lord was not in the earthquake after the earthquake came a fire but the lord was not in the fire and after the fire came a gentle whisper when elijah heard it can everybody say when elijah heard it he pulled his cloak over his face and went out and stood at the mouth of the cave then a voice said to him what are you doing here elijah he replied i've been very zealous for the lord god almighty the israelites have rejected your covenant torn down your altars and put your prophets to death with the sword and the only one left and now they're trying to kill me too you see this is one of the most real and one of the most raw experiences we see mentioned in the bible when somebody is so scared when death is staring at their face elijah is threatened you know before we go forward i just i just felt that uh, let's just pray and i i really hope that this talk would be would come as an encouragement in whatever situation you're caught up in so before we go in, uh, uh, forward can we just pray for the next couple of minutes father we just want to thank you for this scripture we want to thank you for every single person who's tuned in uh, we pray lord that this particular talk would would encourage them would come uh, lord in their in their situations whatever they're caught up in let your word bring hope let your word bring life and father let your word do what it does best in jesus name we pray amen 
Like I said, for the next few minutes, I want to talk to you about crises and caves. And this is one of the first talks uh, over the next three weeks. We're going to be talking about crises and caves. Today, we are looking at the life of Elijah. You know, uh, like I gave you a snippet about Elijah and all the major accomplishments that he had done in a quick few sentences. But just before Elijah was on the run, I want you to know, Elijah had just witnessed one of the most savage, victorious moments in his life, where people who stood against the living God were put to shame and were defeated. And, and it got me thinking, and I just want to ask this to you, has this ever happened with you? Or have you been in a place where on a given day, you are really thriving? You're really celebrating everything that's happening in your life. But on the same day, you feel so out of place. On the same day, you feel disheartened. And on the same day, you are so scared that you don't know what's going to happen with your life. That's what happened with Elijah on that day. That's exactly how Elijah felt when he received a death threat from Jezebel. You know, the, this, now this Elijah guy, he was, he was really, he, was re, he really knew God. And, and the same Elijah at whose word the earth did not receive rain for three and a half years and, and was in a place of drought and famine. And the same Elijah who caused fire to fall from heaven was on the run for his life just because of a threat. Feels pretty similar to the kind of situations that you and me are caught up in. You know, with, with, with so much going around us, with so much of fear, with so much of panic, and so much of, of threat that is being, you know, uh, generated because of this whole new pandemic that you and me are facing. It's crazy if, you know, one fine day we, like, who thought that India would be in a national lockdown for 21 days? Who would thought that you know we would be we would be connecting with each other so much more in through digital mediums and eradicating the physical connection for such a time as this? But you know, coming back to the text, on the same day that Elijah demonstrated incredible faith, he also gave in to some insane amount of fear. Have you all been there? I think I have. I remember some of those moments where, where, where we demonstrate faith and we give in to fear as well. You know, while faith positions you to witness miracles, fear dismantles your godly assignments. That's exactly what was happening in this case, you know. Elijah's God-given assignment was to help people point towards true worship of the living God. But while he took up their assignment and he continued doing that, he, he came to this point where he had a moment of burnout. He came to this point where he was so discouraged. He came to this point where he was so disheartened because of what was happening around him. His fear led to frustration and his frustration led to fatigue. He preferred to isolate himself and wanted to die. You know, basically... We are seeing a classic case of depression through the life of Elijah in this moment right now. He's tired, he's disheartened, like I said, he's scared, and, and so much so he even wants to put an end to his life. I don't know if you can identify yourself or some of the situations in your life to what is happening with Elijah. But the good news is, 
God does not give up on Elijah. God does not give up when, when you and me are caught up in the middle of frustrations. God does not give up when you and me are disheartened. God does not give up when you and me have no other way to go. God knows exactly how to reach out to you. And God handles our frustrations and weariness with his timely provisions. And that's exactly what we see happening over here. The, the, the text that we started reading, we see that God, the angel of the Lord, reaches out to Elijah with food. Provides for him because somehow God knows that this, this fellow is going to try and isolate himself. Try and run away just because he's got a death threat. And, and this is exactly what is happening in this passage. God is providing for him. You know, I don't know if you have been in this place where you, get, where you get so familiar to the move and the works of God that you start expecting God to do certain things in a certain way because you have experienced God do those things in the past. Maybe Elijah was so used to the spectacular. Maybe Elijah was so used to the miraculous. And maybe he was so used to the great things that God was doing around him, in him, and through him. That he, when he got the threat, maybe he expected another miraculous moment to, to, to kind of revive him. Or to pull him out of the situation or the challenge that he was caught up in. But this time it was different. Can you say that with me? This time it was different. Because you see... God's purpose and plan is not always found in the spectacular moments. I want to say that again so that you can write it down or it can kind of really cut through your heart. God's purpose and plan is not always found in the spectacular moments. This time, it was not about the signs and wonders for Elijah. The need was something greater and bigger. It was the restoration of Elijah's soul. It was an apt time for Elijah to experience God in a fresh and a powerful way. You know, Elijah probably thought that when he was running up to that cave, it was the end of his story. But you see, what he did not know, that it was just a pit stop. If, if there's any F1 fan out here, or if, if any racing fan, um, it got me, I just want to throw this at you, and maybe if you know the answer, you can, you can give it out in the, in the chat window. If you guys watch F1 races, you would know this. Any guesses on the average time, uh, an average pit stop when it comes to the time? Uh, do you know what the average time is? What it looks like for an F1 race? If you know the answer, just type it out in the chat window. And uh, while you're doing that, I just want you to know this. I, I was surprised. I did not know this until I looked it up. An average pit stop in F1 will take about 2.4 seconds. Can you beat that? 2.4 seconds for a quick stop, for a quick pit stop. And, and you know, these guys are so quick. They, they are so quick. With the, it's like a mix of human talent and super fast tools. And most pit stops only require the four tires to be changed. You know, but, but you know, that itself, it just takes, that itself is, is kind of helps uh, the, the, the driver and the car to be ready for the next leg of the race. Now, 
Why am I talking about this? You know, how we wish that same principle of a quick pit stop or that same principle of a quick fix would apply to your life and to my life when we are caught up in crisis, when you and me are going through crisis. How we wish that the kind of machinery that is available to fix and change everything on that F1 car would kind of, would kind of work in our lives and, and we all would witness and experience a quick fix. But sometimes that's not how it goes for all of us, right? I want to, while I'm talking to you, I really want to connect and help all of us understand that even as you and me are going through these tough times, there are these still moments that you and me experience. There are these quiet moments. There are these isolated moments that you and me experience that Elijah was experiencing when he was running away and when he was approaching that cave, or rather when he was caught up in that cave. But I want you to really hear this and hear this well. Your cave experiences are not the end. It's a pit stop. Your cave experiences are not the end. It's a pit stop. Our lockdown and our curfews are not the end. It's a pit stop. This is a great opportunity for you and me to understand ourselves much better. This is, a, this is a great opportunity for you and me to introspect, to evaluate and know how healthy or how affected your soul, your spirit and your body is. See, because a discouraged and a weary soul is easily shaken up by threats. A discouraged and a weary soul is easily shaken up by threats. So, I want, to, I want to encourage you, let's make use of these times to refuel, to renew and revive your heart, mind and soul. This, this setup that, that happened in the life of Elijah was, was one of those God-ordained moments where Elijah was looking for the spectacular in, uh, through the earthquake, through the fire and through the, through the wind. But all it took for God to revive Elijah was a still, small voice. A whisper to help Elijah know that God was with him. You know, when I, when I read this, it's a, although God kind of put this, this thought in my, in my heart, the gentle voice of God is fierce enough to bring you out of your caves. If you read the text properly, God asks him to get out of his cave and go and stand so that he can experience and see everything that is happening for him to know that God is still speaking to him in the midst of the terrible situation he thinks he is in. The gentle voice of God is fierce enough to bring you out of your caves. See, Elijah wanted to isolate himself in that cave thinking that that's his place of refuge. The cave was his place of refuge. But God called him out of that cave to help him know and understand that his true refuge is not found in the cave. His true refuge is found in God. And, and I love how the psalmist, you know, um, just kind of going off track, but to help you understand this, this, this point really well, I love how David in one of his psalms puts it so well. In Psalm 62 verses 5 and 6 from the Passion Translation, it says, I'm standing in absolute stillness, silent before the one I love, waiting as long as it takes for him to rescue me. Only God is my savior. 
and he will not fail me. For he alone is my safe place. His wraparound presence always protects me as my champion defender. There is no risk of failure with God. So why would I let worry paralyze me, even when troubles multiply around me? I love how David puts this across. See, I don't know about you, but could it be possible that you and me have become so caught up in chasing the big, in chasing the loud and the eye-catching scenarios and expect God to work through those scenarios? The loud, the big, and the eye-catching things. And the challenge with that, that, that thought is we set ourselves up for disappointment. We set ourselves up for those kind of expectations. If not met, we really end up scared. We really end up frustrated and we experience a burnout, right? See, because our soul needs the still small voice of God to speak hope and point us towards the future. It's not always about the spectacular. It's not always about the miraculous. It's not always about the big things that happen around us. There are these moments and there are these times where your soul needs to be ready and willing to hear the still, small voice of God. Elijah was a changed man after that encounter. Elijah was a changed man because, you know, one of the things that we see when this, when this chapter is about to end, and I encourage you to go back and read this, this fantastic story and how uh, this chapter 19 ends. But we see by the end of the chapter, Elijah was plugged in back to his God assignment. You know, a man who went up to the mountain totally depressed, came back totally refreshed and filled with purpose. You know, research says uh, Elijah's next 24 years of doing ministry were never the same. He encountered, and that was all because of that personal God encounter and that personal God experience he had that revived his soul, that, that refreshed his spirit, and, and, and that strengthened his heart. That still, small voice. What am I taking you towards, guys, tonight? Could it be possible that this slowdown that you and me are experiencing, in a way, are those times set for you and for me to really allow our soul and our spirits to be revived and refreshed in the presence of the Lord? Through your time of praying, through your time of maybe journaling, through your time of maybe just giving yourself that, 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 that space it may look like a cave, that moment. It may look like you're all by yourself or like, you know, wherever you're doing life from. Can you give yourself that time where you can allow the still small voice of God to speak into your situations, to speak into your challenges, to speak into your life so that your soul can be revived and your soul can be hopeful for the future. That's what we see. See, because when it comes to the still small voice of God, God's voice always affirms. God's voice always directs and leads you to a path of life that is filled with abundance. 
And one of the best ways for you and me to recognize the voice of God is dive in to the scripture. Dive into to your personal moments where you can really hold on to the word of God, where you can start reading and really understanding the plans and the purposes God has for you. Because I believe that still small voice is waiting to connect with you. Today, that still small voice is still nudging you. It's still speaking to you. And sometimes, you know, I, I know if you've, if you've grown up in a Christian setting or if you have not grown up in this setting, you would have heard this phrase called the Holy Spirit. It's not just a concept. It's a real person who is nudging you and who is speaking to you. That's what the still small voice of God looks like for you and me today. So just to wrap this up, I don't know what is the kind of challenges you are caught up in. I don't know what, what moments you are trying to run away from, what, sit, what situations of your life you're trying to run away from. And what are the things that you are isolating yourself from, thinking that you're finding a refuge in, in things, in people, in environments, or even your accomplishments? Maybe your crisis at this moment is not just the pandemic we all are facing. Maybe it's much more and your life is just heading towards a downward spiral. You've tried finding caves, you've tried different sources and mediums for refuge, and even distancing yourself from people before social distancing was ever even announced. But today, God is reminding you that He is your refuge. He is the comforter and restorer of your soul. Even during these pressing times when we are feeling caved, He still desires to connect with you. He still desires that you and me experience peace. Because the peace that Jesus gives is not fragile but perfect peace. His peace brings courage and hope and drives out fear. So, though you and me are going through these crazy times and these challenging times, spiritual stability is one of the blessings of our salvation in Christ. He is our rock when everything else is fading. He is a peace when there's a storm raging and he is our strength when we are failing so can i encourage you this evening can you allow yourself to stand on jesus who is the solid rock through whom you will get that's that peace that through his presence you will hear the still small voice of god so wherever you are right now today the next few days or the next few weeks can you allow the still small voice of God to be the loudest in your situations. We're so glad you've been listening in. If you'd like to know more about us, follow us on Insta at Zealous Pune or visit us online at zealous.community.